are taking over your airwaves. In three, two, one. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, from the studios in the wrestling capital of the South, it's another terrific episode of The Binge Buster Show. Please welcome your host, Tony Binge. Hello everyone, welcome to another edition of the Binge Buster Show, coming to you right here, Memorial Day weekend, we're getting ready to rock and roll and party, uh, the holiday is coming up and uh, there's a lot we're going to uh, cover on tonight's podcast, uh, but before I can do that, I want to bring on my co-host, cohort, co-conspirator, and tag team partner, I'm talking about rock and roll, Chris Playboy Plano. Chris, what is going on? Terrific, Tony. Thank you for having me on. We are coming up to the end of May. Memorial Day weekend is here. And uh, wow, we got a great show tonight. We're talking professional wrestling, rock and roll, and even a little bit of the nature boy, Ric Flair. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, it's uh, it's going to be a great show. Uh, and I apologize to our listeners at home uh, on my two-week hiatus. Uh, I had this big, I had the big show with uh, the PWF. Uh, I had a little, uh, little mini trip to uh, our local theme park, Carowinds, with my son. So, uh, and then Chris has some things going on as, as well, concerts and stuff. So we took a little, little break, but we're back this week, and uh, we're going to be rocking it out and telling everybody uh, about the great uh, things that are happening, uh, that that are going to be happening uh, here in pro wrestling uh chris we're getting closer to the uh motley crew uh reunion uh stadium tour coming up here in the next few weeks uh so man i am getting pumped up and excited uh i can't wait for it man the stadium tours are coming the, the you know the summer concert season is here tony the outdoor concerts whether it's stadium tours amphitheaters or even small intimate outdoor amphitheaters the the concert touring season is a buzz right now. And uh, boy, these acts are touring. They're trying to make up for the last couple of years when there wasn't so much live concerts taking place, but boy, I'm excited. Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jett. I even think Vince Neal's other band he's playing with as well as opening up the stadium tour every night. So it's going to be on fire. And we're about a month away here when they invade uh, Charlotte, North Carolina on a Tuesday night. I'm telling you, Chris, it, it, I'm so excited. I've, I'm beside myself uh, here lately. I've been listening to a lot of Motley Crue and Poison and getting ready. And incidentally, um, what's what's really cool is as we as we are approaching uh, the stadium tour, uh, May the 23rd this week, uh, just a couple of days ago, uh, marked the anniversary of Poison's debut album. Look what the cat dragged in. Uh, that was a, a, a tremendous album, and uh, that is going to be uh, – we're, we're going to be talking about that today. That's going to be on our flashback. But uh, but but one thing I want to talk about uh, before we get into that, Chris, is the the um, the uh, the Internet is booming, and, uh, you know, everything – like all kind of new stuff's coming out. And to give somebody or to give our listeners at home a little peek behind the curtain, uh, you know – I, I, when I first started doing these podcasts three years ago, I, all I had was I had like this little um, mixer and uh, a, a cheap one hundred dollar microphone, uh, and that was it, and and a laptop. And uh, as the years went by, and I got more into podcasts and and wanted to you know have a better sound and a better um, the company called Road came out with uh, this machine called the Roadcaster Pro. Uh, and that's what I use now to record my podcast. I use that and I use a, um, a, um, I use the, the Roadcaster Pro. Uh, and then I also use a um, Shure SM7B microphone. Um, you know, uh, the, the equipment I use is the same equipment that, you know, s- some of the best podcasters in the world uh, do and that's how I'm able to have like you know all these great little sounds and stuff. And Chris, I just heard yesterday, and it's exciting news. Uh, Rode has has improved this Rodecaster Pro, um, and they're coming out with a Rodecaster Pro Two. It's coming out later on this month. And guess what? 
Why? The binge, the binge buster show is getting one too. <laughs> All right, there we go. <laughs> I placed my order. Uh, I placed my order for that for the new one uh, last night. Uh, and the company I get mine from, uh, they sent me an email and said that that I, I should have that uh, new Roadcaster Pro Two around the end of June. So uh, fans, uh-huh. hopefully by the end of June, I'll, I'll have the new one up and running. Uh, it, it's supposed to be so much better and 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 give it better sounds and and be faster, quicker, better. So I'm excited uh, to have that, and I just want to share that with everybody here tonight. Uh, so now let's get into our podcast, and we're going to go talk about this week's classic flashback. This week's classic flashback. All right, fans, this week's flashback is Poison's Look What the Cat Dragged In. It's a debut album of Poison. It was released on May the 23rd, 1986 on Enigma Records. Uh, had several uh, hit songs, uh, Talk Dirty to Me, I Want Action, and I Won't Forget You. Uh, the album peaked at number three on the U.S. Billboard 200, uh, and it was three times multi-platinum by 1990. Uh, great album. Uh, the total album, 33 minutes, 24 seconds. Uh, it was produced by Rick Brode. Uh, Chris, not very often does a band have a debut album that goes, you know, that, that peaks that, you know, this high on the billboard chart. So that right there was letting us know that poison wasn't just, uh, you know, a, a, a new act. No, no, I mean, you, you know, Tony, I, I, I've seen Poison. I, I can't even tell you how many times in concert I've seen Poison and, and, and how many times I've seen Brett Michaels solo um, as well, minus, you know, the guys, you know, behind them with, with Poison. And, you, you know, you look at the album, there's four or five songs off of the album that they still play today that are in the set list. <laughs> yeah, made the band. I mean, you know, uh, you know, the, you know, the sexiest of the, of the songs obviously is "Talk Dirty to Me." Um, you know, and uh, that that is, um, you know, the song everyone does like to hear. But look what the cat dragged in is the staple opening song for Poison for <laughs> how many years and decades now? Right. And yeah. We've seen Brett come out to that song and. You know, I've heard them play Cry Tough Live. It's not so much in the set list anymore, but I want action and, and I won't forget you, you know, absolutely. And uh, But there's some other good deep cuts on there as well. It's a, it's a great album. Yeah, yeah, and and Chris, uh, uh, some of the funny stories I want to tell on the uh, talk about this album really quick. This album came out. I was in middle school, and mm-hmm. I remember uh, seeing you know kids in my class uh, coming to school wearing these poison T-shirts, and I'm like, man, that is some good-looking women. Who are these? What, what, what what's these girls' names? And they're like, those are not girls. Those are dudes. I'm like, what? But um. But then, you know, I, so I, I went out and bought the album, and I'm like, man, this this is really cool. Uh, and then I started watching, of course, MTV and seeing the videos. Um, and, Chris, I can't tell you how many times that uh, I broke up with some chick and I used the lyrics to I Won't Forget You in the breakup letter. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, man, it, it was a great time. I mean, it was a perfect time for rock and roll and, I mean, for Poison, I mean, it really catapulted them into other albums, into other, you know, hits for the band off of here. But, um, you know, I mean, like, I I look at the, you know, there's some other, you know, songs in here, like Cry Tough, you know, sticks out to me. Want Some, Need Some, and even Let Me Go to the Show. Great songs that they have played in the past live, you know, know, for fans, definitely more in the earlier days. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I know now, man. If 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 we go or not if, but when we go see Poison in, in concert, uh, when they play "Talk Dirty to Me," uh, the if the place explodes. People love that song. Um, when they play "I Won't Forget You," I see the the couples out there dancing, uh, and all this kind of thing. But you know, anytime I hear "I Won't Forget You," man, I don't I don't think about dancing with somebody. I think about all those chicks I broke up with. <laughs> By using writing down the lyrics of this song, and they're like, "Oh man, Tony is so sweet," you know, man, and they wasn't it, mad at me. 
but they didn't know that I was I was just writing down lyrics from a song, you know. <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, no, and you kind of think back and you shake your head on those days, and you're probably like, "Wow, I I dodged one here." Right. <laughs> so many years later, you, you know, you know, you know, Chris. A uh, funny thing, uh, when you're a teenager, you do some crazy stuff, and and of course, back in those days, there was no internet, uh, so it was hard for people uh to you know google your lyrics or google what you write and know where you stole it from but uh i can tell you at least of two two occasions um that i that i used the, the lyrics that i won't forget you is in a breakup letter but i have to tell you the the probably the best breakup <laughs> or the worst what do you want to call it that i ever done um was uh me and a friend of mine from high school named steve Beringer. he and i got together one night and uh i Chris, I, I was in a dilemma, uh, and this 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 dilemma started you know started rather young, and it kind of carried through the years. But um, I was dating this one girl in middle school, and uh, but she but she had moved away, and uh, and then uh, I you know she moved away, and she had a long distance number. So my parents they they wouldn't let me make long distance phone calls because. Remember when the NWA had that um, when they first came out with that nine hundred number, which you where you could call and hear the matches. So, right. so I had called that a few times and ran up my parents' bill. So they put a block on their phone where oh, you couldn't make any long distance calls. So I couldn't call this girl. So we didn't talk very much. Um, and then uh, fast forward, you know, ninth grade starts up, and I meet this other girl. Uh, I start dating her, and then this other girl. And her sister come to visit me, and uh, on my dresser is this picture of me and the, the, the me and the new chick, and they come in. Hey, how you doing, mom? And and I see her staring at the picture, and I'm not thinking that. Wait, wait a minute, we're supposed to be dating. <laughs> I kind of forgot that part since we ain't t- since we ain't seen each other in a while. Um, so she left and went over to my friend Alton, which you, you know Alton. Uh, went to, they went to Alton's house and go, what is, what's up with Tony, man? He's um, He's got some picture of, some, of him and some chick on his dresser. And Alton's like, oh, that's his girlfriend. And then she goes, well, I thought I was. He's like, oh, that's right. I forgot. You and him were dating. He must have forgot, too. So he calls me on the phone and tells me. I'm like, dang. what? I, I, so I go next door because my friend Steve like, lives next door. I'm like, Steve, what do I need to do? He goes, dude, you can't have two girlfriends. You're going to have to break up with one of them. And I'm like, yeah. So he gives me the pros and cons. So I decide the girl that's out of town, that's the one I need to break up with. So he and I spent about 45 minutes writing her this breakup letter. And we ended the letter by saying, don't go away mad. Just go away. Because <laughs> I right. used the Motley crew. And uh, so after that, that. I, I, my breakup letters, I stopped using. I won't forget you, and went to using. Don't get mad, just go away, and uh, pissed a bunch of them off. But anyway, I got, I got to get back to the podcast. It's that's some that's some old that's some old terrific Tony stuff, and I'm not like that anymore. I'm now happily married and uh, uh, walking the straight and narrow line. But back to, back to this Poison album, uh, really fast. Uh, not only Chris did did, did they have the, the, these 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 major songs that were all over the radio. But man, uh, "Talk Dirty to Me" was a huge, huge uh, hit video on MTV. Oh God, yeah! I mean, just the song and and the lyrics and the title, and you know, the guys had the look. I mean, they had this look. They had big hair. They had makeup. You know, you know, Brett was in phenomenal shape. All the guys were back then. I mean, they really were, and and they had this look to them that was like, wow, okay, yeah, we can relate to this. There's lights, there's confetti, there's lasers, there's pyro, and it worked, and it was made for television. And it had this lingo, wow, talk dirty to me. Every guy's fantasy. Right, You know, the hot high school or college girl, you know, out and about on a Friday or Saturday night. Yeah, and 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 if you go back and watch that video, um, I, I I love the beginning of it, uh, where the mom and dad are sitting watching television. The telephone rings, uh, the mom or dad one they pick it up and they're like, uh, you know, hey, call the daughter, hey, it's for you, and the mom says that Brett sounds like such a nice boy, and then you hear very distinctly. You, you you hear the you hear the girl say, "I can't wait to get my hands all over you." And then and then and of course then Brett goes into a hit it, CC. 
um, and then goes into the song, and then the, the, the whole video is just a big party. Um, and if you go back and look at all these Poison videos, uh, all the videos were, were a big party, um, and it lets you know that not only was Poison a party, fun, have a good time kind of band, but they were serious musicians. And, Chris, you and I have talked about this before. Uh, when we go to the stadium tour, Motley Crue and Def Leppard are headlining this tour, but we all know Poison's going to have the most energy. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, Poison is going to have a lot of energy. Brett is going to do his thing running around the stage and, you know, entertaining the crowd. You know, if there is one thing, I've never seen Poison in a stadium tour personally. More, I've seen them more in amphitheaters and in coliseums. It is a big stage to cover. I'm not sure how much square footage they're going to get, you know, as they're second in line coming out of the, uh, you know, second or third in line, you know, prior to Def Leppard and Motley Crue flip-flopping every night of who's headlighting that, that tour. But it'll be interesting. Um, and it's going to be hot. I mean, you're in the middle of the summer here. It's going to be some hot nights for them out there. And, uh, you know, we, we know what they're good at play as far as the hits go. Yeah. If there's, you know, if there's one thing that's been kind of the Achilles heel with poison over the, over the years and the last couple of decades is that their set list is too predictable. Yeah. And, Brett likes to stick to the same 10, 11 songs, 12 songs every night and not wiggle any room with it. You know, can they pull a couple out of the vault that might catch some people off guard? Yes, they can. Um, can they get rid of some of the cover stuff that they do? Yes, they can. Um, you know, we know they like to pay tribute to Leonard Skinner and, you know, to a couple of other bands, Kiss as, as another one and some cover songs. And that's all good and all that gets the crowd into it. But they're also a band that could, that has enough in the catalog that can pull a couple out of the woodwork that I think may catch some off guard. Yeah. Well. I agree with you a hundred percent. And, uh, you know, I, I really think that, that this, uh, uh, this, this, this tour is going to be probably the, 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 uh, definitely the, the talk of the summer, um, and uh, it's definitely going to be the the uh, tour everybody wants to see. Uh, I'm just excited to to be able to go and uh, and I and, and I'm going to be on the sixth row uh, on Mick Morris side of the stage. So if if you fans out there or listeners at home uh, follow the Binge Buster uh, Facebook page, make sure you go over and check it out because I'm 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 planning on doing some live feeds while I'm there. Uh, and hopefully get with Chris and, and he and I do a quick little hi, how you doing podcast and uh, just, you know, live, a live um, uh, podcast right there, uh, hopefully. And uh, man, it's, 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 it's just going to be a great time, Chris. Man, it is. It is. It is. It totally is. I mean, um, June 28th, Tuesday night, I want to say it's the fifth stop, sixth top, uh, sixth stop on the tour. I want to say they are starting a couple of weeks earlier in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, they're going to pop down into Florida and a couple other cities, and they're going to be here in, in, in Charlotte. Um, and it's going to be wide open, and it's going to be a Tuesday night. This date has been worked around for the last couple of years. It was originally supposed to be a Saturday show here two years ago. Then it got moved to a Thursday last year. It got postponed again now to a Tuesday night uh, in late June. So, hey, looking forward to it. I'd love to do a short podcast with you that afternoon. Maybe we can give – a little sneak peek of what set lists look like and what, what expectations could be. But, um, you know, for all the bands, I mean, they're going to have to, you know, I think a lot of people are interested, you know, what's it going to look like what Motley Crue and Def Leppard flipping each night on their sets, you know, who's headlining, will they get more stage time or not, or what, how that's going to all look like. I think a lot remains to be seen, because they've had a lot of time to plan for this tour. Yeah. You know, over the last, you know, two to three years. Um, I'm not sure if Poison is practicing at this point. I know Brett's still doing some solo stuff on his solo tours and other things, but I'm sure the other guys are ready. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're going to get their time out there and uh, right after Joan Jett, and they're going to have their opportunity to set the stage and, uh, you know, for Def Leppard and Motley Crue. And, hey, man, I hope they have a lot of energy. And 
might even be able to hold up those bands a little bit if, if they're that high energetic and be like, wow, okay, let's, you know, what do these other bands have? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be exciting to see, uh, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. Now, moving on to the wrestling part of the podcast, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, May the 15th, um, I'm sorry, May the 14th, um, I was part of this huge event uh, down in York, South Carolina. I know we uh, promoted this show a lot on the podcast. If you went, if you went back and listened to some of the previous episodes, but uh, on this uh, tremendous card put on by the Patriotic Wrestling Federation, took place there at York Comprehensive High School. Um, with uh, Chris, we had we had nine big matches on this card, loaded out, and. Um, if, if any listeners at home uh, follow, follow my Facebook page, you saw uh, I got to hang out with the hardcore legend himself, Mick Foley. Uh, and Mick said that he loves the Binge Buster show, and he listens to it, and, and, uh, and he's super excited for the show and hopes to be on one day. Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. Mick, Mick is a very busy guy, and uh, so uh, we're, we're definitely going to work on it. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but giving you a quick rundown, uh, Chris, of the matches – uh, mm-hmm. opening match was our, our good friend, handsome Jimmy boogie, woogie man, valiant and the soul patrol. And they took on yours truly, uh, freak daddy, AJ frost and Chris thunder Anderson. Um, that match went, um, very, very quickly. <laughs> uh, Chris, uh, me and boogie started it out. We, uh, done our, yeah. our, our, our normal routine, getting the crowd going. Uh, the Chris, I'll tell you this, man. The entrance to the ring, the the, the uh, two teams coming out and getting in the ring, lasted longer than the match because we got in the we got in the match and uh, Boogie and I had done a couple little things and next thing I know, uh, him and the Soul Patrol had all of us in the sleeper hold and we were out and they were oh, out man. the door and Boogie was headed back to Virginia. <laughs> uh, so Tony, I know this wasn't your game plan going, and I know you wanted him one on one and. I know we even talked off on the side saying you might toss him to the outside and they could turn into a street fight real quick. <laughs> that was, but, uh, that was my plan, but uh bookie had other plans. He, he, he boogie sold his gimmicks and he needed to get back to uh boogie's wrestling camp. So, uh, well, I so think off he went. another day down the road. Yes, for sure. And, and, and maybe this time, it's you and Boogie one on one in the ring. <laughs> yes. <laughs> one more time. Now. I promise uh, I'm going to. I promise I'm going to retire him one day. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's coming soon enough. <laughs> I'm telling you. The match number two uh, was to crown the inaugural Patriotic Championship uh, champion, uh, student of the game, Stuart Snodgrass, uh, with uh, party starter Keith Mack. And they were taking on uh, the Greek Wolverine Chris, Crucifix, uh, and uh, uh, Stuart Snodgrass uh, walked away with the victory as the very first PWF Patriotic Champion. So uh, that that was a great match. Uh, the next match was uh, the Don of All Dons, Don Fario Furio. Uh, he took on the All American Blue Chipper Chase Emery. Uh, that was a great match, but here's the match that uh, that I enjoyed. Uh, Mr. Number 1, George South, and then Golden Gladiator, number 2, a good friend of mine. Both of those guys are good friends of mine. Um, they took on Jerry the King Lawler, the voice of our childhood. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler, and, uh, and he took on, uh, I'm sorry, his partner was Big Nasty, uh, one half of the um, Moonshine Express, and Lawler had a lady in his corner, uh, Miss uh, Miss Larkin, uh, had a chance to see her and talk to her backstage. And uh, she's a very young girl and uh, getting her start in wrestling. And I think she's uh, Chris. I think she's going going to do really well. Um, and incidentally, she ended up turning on Jerry Lawler and joining up with George South and the Golden Gladiator. So she was doing everything she could to make a name for herself. Uh, and so she uh, came with Lawler and left uh, with uh, the Golden Gladiator mm-hmm. and George South. Um, mm. Then here's the match that really, really pissed me off. Uh, so the coaches uh, of this school uh, mm-hmm. had, had went on their Facebook page and had been you know, talking all this smack uh, about uh, my good friend, A.J. Frost. And so A.J. said, Tony, 
I know at the last school you and JP uh, were cheated and 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 you know and taken out of this match, uh, beat by these by these uh, assistant teachers. So I know that that you got great great experience. So come and join me. Let's go take care of these people. So we get in that ring, and next thing I know, you know. The, this the, this one teacher is supposed to be a teacher, and he's throwing drop kicks like uh, you know, like uh, Flying Brian used to do, and knocking us all outside the ring. Um, and then the the assistant principal, Mister Zach Snyder, choke slam. After of course he got the assist, they 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 cheated uh, to win this match. So as as the, the the these other two goons are chasing us outside the ring now. People might say that we were running away, but we were not running. We were being chased. But we left the ring, and while we were outside the ring, the head football coach, Dean Boyd, gets up in the ring, hits my man AJ with his clipboard, and then he, he stumbles into Principal Zack Snyder, and he choke slams uh, AJ into the middle of next week. And 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 all me and JP are trying to check on uh on aj to make sure he's still breathing and then these other two goons get in the ring from behind and choke us out and we lose and it just wasn't fair chris yeah that, that's why this sounds like a wild match uh <laughs> i don't know Tony. <sighs> maybe wrong place wrong time but, but no chris uh, I don't on, know. on a serious note chris at, at this point in my wrestling career uh, man I, I i cannot even tell you um, how excited it makes me to, to, to like come to these schools, um, right. and get in the ring before the show and work with these teachers and show them the basics of pro pro wrestling and then get in there and have a match with them and have other people come up to right. me and go, Tony, man, you are a great teacher because those guys, the, the what you taught them. And when you guys do the match, it looks like that they that they've been wrestling for years, and what a compliment that is! Um, and I take a lot of pride in that. Um, as as a lot, a lot of people may not know this, but you know, twenty years ago, I did have my own wrestling school, and I trained I trained several guys. Um, but now I've got so much more experience, and um, and I really really do enjoy uh, working with these teachers. But 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 really, what 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 makes me happiest is when the match is over, when we go back to the dressing room. And those teachers come up to me and they thank me for taking the time and showing them that stuff and seeing the smiles on their faces that they can go back and tell their wives and their, and their classmates and their children and their, and their students, uh, Hey, you know, for 10 minutes, I was a wrestling superstar. That really makes my heart feel good, Chris. Yeah, that's awesome. If you could leave like that, Tony, and you entertained the crowd that evening and, 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 and everyone, Everyone can walk back and say, hey, I'd love to see that match again, or I felt I got my money's worth, or, hey, I got out of the, out of the house, and we had a great night on the, on the town, no matter what town it is. You've done all you could at that point. Yeah. And you're always going to – the sun's going to come up, and we're going to fight another day <laughs> somewhere yeah. down the road. So. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and it's, so, it's so much fun uh, to, to be able to do that and just see the reaction of the people – um, when we do it and, uh, and, and it's just a lot of fun and, and that, that building, especially Chris, I mean, there, I think there were close to a thousand people there. Um, and, and when, when that, when that kid hit us, hit all three of us with a drop kick, the, the roof came off. I mean, it was like a road warrior pop. I was so proud of that moment. Um, and, uh, it, it, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Um, then moving on, uh, we, we had the PWF, um, tag team champions, um, all worm, no soul, you know, they, they're new champions. They, they, they just won those at, our, at the last event. Um, and they took on the Irish hand grenade, Myrick Moore and Derek driver, uh, very good match that, that those guys had. Um, then the PWF heavyweight champion, Mike Mon, uh, he defended the belt against mm-hmm. TNA superstar suicide. Um, very good match that, that those guys had. Uh, then, then, then we go to the main event, um, the uh, current reigning and defending um, Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, the great tag team, 
FTR, Dax Harwood, and Cash Wheeler uh, with their manager that night, hardcore legend Mick Foley, uh, as they took on Master and Machine, uh, Griff Garrison and Marcus Cross, uh, with Agent of the Stars, Bill Behrens. Um, really great match, Chris. They, they, they win a 20-minute time limit draw. Uh, and then of course, Damn. and of course, Mick Foley came out and said, "Listen, you guys have have had a great match. The, these fans don't want to see this match in in a draw. So let's go into sudden death rules. Uh, they oh, go God. they go into a sudden death, and they wrestle probably another seven or eight minutes. Uh, and then Wheeler gets the win uh, after after countering Garrison's attempt of a splash off the top rope." Uh, and then of course, when the match was over, uh, the, um, uh, master machines manager was, uh, not very happy. Um, and he started, you know, giving them down the road and then they grab him, turn him around and guess, guess who made their, uh, 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 uh who, who, who made a surprise appearance, Chris. Uh, uh, I don't know. I have no idea who, who Mis- made, uh, Mr. Sacco. So Mick oh, Foley, gosh. Mick oh, Foley pulls Lord, out no. Mr. Sacco, yeah, and put it on the manager oh. and choked him out, and uh, everybody left happy. And of course, F- FDR thanked the crowd uh, for uh, you know uh, being coming out and giving support, and uh, and they really put over Master Machine uh, about being you know future stars in pro wrestling. Uh, it was a really great night of wrestling action. I had so much fun. Uh, I got to hang out backstage with uh, Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner, uh, FTR, Mick Foley, Jerry Lawler. I even I even had a cool conversation with Jerry Lawler. He walks up to me and he says, "Hey, uh, handsome, handsome told me a lot about you." And I said, "Well, whatever he told you, it wasn't true." <laughs> and he said, "He said no." He said, "He goes, handsome told me, uh, you know, watch watch my match tonight because uh, I'm working with one of my students, Tony." And, uh, that, that, that guy is, uh, he's, he, he's, he's really good. And, uh, I said, well, thank you, Jimmy, uh, uh, Lawler. I said, I appreciate the comment. Uh, and he said, yeah, he said, I watched that match. He said, uh, he said, I really enjoyed it. He said, now he said, uh, he said, you know, you guys, you guys done a really good job. And he goes, I see uh handsome hadn't changed much. He got in there and got out. I said, yes, he did. Oh, boy. So, uh, but really fun night. I love, um, I, I do, definitely enjoy working for the, patriotic wrestling federation they they definitely have a um a a great following and they put on a top-notch show uh complete with titan trons and laser lights and i mean it's it's like coming to the big time man so uh anytime that the pwf is in town close to you um i highly recommend get getting a ticket coming out and seeing them because they do bring in the who's who's of professional wrestling i mean I mean, my God, I'm I'm at every show. So what do you expect? No, I'm joking. I'm uh, joking. Hey, I saw hey I saw Jerry Lawley was on Monday Night Raw just this past Monday night. That's what I'm WWE, saying. He was in it was in you know the town what uh, nine days earlier. I right. mean, you know, so you yeah. know, and uh, you know the the Jerry the King Lawler might have been a little over his head what they had him involved in <laughs> at uh, seventy two or yeah seventy three years old. But yeah, hey, he was here locally and. You got up close and personal to see a legend. Yeah, yeah, he he done a really good job. Now moving on to our last topic of the podcast, and it's the uh, the buzz of the internet. Uh, Chris, uh, the greatest world champion of all time, Nature Boy Ric Flair, is coming back. He is lacing up the boots one more time for one more farewell uh, match. It's going to be taking place in um, Nashville, Tennessee, and I know we've been hearing a lot of a lot of speculation online. Uh, I know a couple weeks ago when they first announced it, um, they announced that uh, it could be Ricky Steamboat as as his opponent. Uh, but we but we know now, Mister Steamboat has um, has decided that he didn't want to be part of that. Uh, so, Chris, that leaves us. Who is going to fill those shoes? I mean, Tony, there have been a, a lot of names uh, thrown around, both current, past, present, however you want to line it up. I mean, um, this has been marketed um, that this is going to take place at the end of July uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. It's going to be a six-man 
tag team match of sorts, and uh, this will be Ric Flair's supposed. And Tony, I still have raised eyebrows when I say supposed because we've heard this how many times? <laughs> right. You know, the last match. You know, I, I kind of sit here wondering: is this match more for the fans, or is this more for Ric Flair? <laughs> I, yeah, I else. think I, I, I don't know. Listen, uh, we all know that it's no secret, and Chris, you know as well as I do because you've been in the business. Um, fans, when 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 you become a pro wrestler and you get really involved in it, it's just like any sport. You know, football players, right. baseball players, hockey players—they all. When you're in, you're in, and you're in for life. Um, and when you're somebody like Ric Flair who was the greatest of all time, who everyone looks up to, um, who a lot of people pattern themselves after. And when you go back and, you know, guys that are our age, mine and Chris's age, you know, 40s, 50s, 30s, 40s, 50s, that age group, uh, we grew up on Ric Flair. And, um, and, and, and it almost seemed like, like I remember when Nitro was really big, um, I would watch Nitro until I see Ric Flair. And when Ric Flair done, had his segment, I would turn it off because there really wasn't anything else on there that got my that, that I cared about other than seeing what Ric Flair was going to be doing. Um, Correct. And, uh, you know, and I have contemplated and I have been sitting here uh, banging on, on my checkbook and my credit cards and, and talking to the office here, you know, office is the wife, but talking to the office <laughs> and trying to figure out how to make this happen uh, to go down to Nashville uh, to see this three-day event and see Ric Flair live in his last match. Um and, I, you know, I'm not saying I'm not going, but I'm not saying I am going, but I am definitely on the fence. Uh, I think it would be cool, you know, to, to be there. Um, but getting back to is Ric Flair doing this for Ric Flair or the fans, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, I think it's more so Ric Flair wants to prove to everybody that he still mm -hmm. got it at 70-some years old. Uh, and I have to I have to be honest with you, I've watched some of his – stuff that he's done online with with uh jay lethal where they're working out and i can tell you man i hope when i'm 70 some years old i can i can still go uh that speed and still take bumps although i will be honest with you i i have been you know th this august will make 30 years that i have been a professional wrestler um so i can't sit here and tell you that i'm gonna be wrestling you know because i'm i'm in my 40s uh, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, Chris, my good friend, and all their listeners at home that I'm going to be wrestling another 40 years because I'm definitely not. <laughs> uh, right. You know, uh, maybe, right. maybe, uh, maybe I'm on a five-year plan. I don't know, but um, but I do know when I wake up in the morning and I can look myself in the mirror and go in my heart, I can't be the person I am today anymore. Then I, I think at that point I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up my boots, but I'm still gonna be involved in wrestling somehow. I'm I'm still gonna be doing my podcast. I'm still gonna be going to the shows. Who knows? Maybe the PWF will hire me as a trainer and they open up a training school. That that would be great too. Um, but I, I'm I'm gonna be involved somehow. And I think with Ric Flair, he can't be like an agent. He can't be. Uh, somebody that just signs autographs, he's got to be involved because for all those years he was the world champion. He was a, he was the last traveling world champion uh, that went from continent to continent, territory to territory. Um, he was the last one, and I I think it's hard for him to step out of that to you know to to step you know step away from that. What what do you think, Chris? It, yeah, it is. I mean, listen, wrestling has been in Ric Flair's blood since. You know, he started wrestling, you know, and, you know, and I think a little bit he is wants to maybe prove to himself that he could still do this. And, you know, you know, I, I don't know. Could this be planned out a little bit longer? Probably. You know, to me, Tony, I, I'm, I'm a guy who's, you know, sitting, you know, a row or two back looking at this. It looks a little rushed. I'm going to be honest with you. 
for whatever reason it does. Um, you know, the match, there's no storyline. The only buildup is this is Ric Flair's last match. It's happening in Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville's never, ever been, at least in my opinion, a strong wrestling town. Um, versus there's other cities out there with much more deeper wrestling history. With, with, with that said, you know, um, hey, a good friend of yours, you just saw Scott Steiner nine days ago, didn't you? Yeah, sure did. Scott Steiner has some very choice words about this match. Oh, I'm sure. Online. Yeah, I'm sure. He says he wants to. He says he wants to kill Flair in the ring. So, <laughs> oh my god, and, and probably can. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. To today, I mean, and you know, so whoever Flair is stepping in the ring with, we've heard Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson's names. You know, as opponents, you know, they're a little bit younger than Flair, um, but you know, they're they're no youngsters either <laughs> getting into this right. match. You know. Obviously, we know Flair had some feuds with, with Ricky one on one, you know, for a time, especially during the Great American Bashes and, and things of that nature. Um, so it's going to be an interesting match. You know, I don't know. I mean, it's at the end of the day, whoever buys this thing, whoever goes to this event. I guess you're buying it or going to it to say, Hey, I was there. Hey, I saw this and he was 73 years old and he walked to the ring, you know, like it was 1985 all over again. Yeah. You know, and he's in the heart of the bashes and you know, like I said, what you're going to get beyond that, you know, you were there and you saw it, but again, it's he's 73 getting into the ring, you know, but you also have to have an expectation that it's not going to be Ric Flair walking the aisle at Starcade, a flair for the gold or, you know, right. You know, walking into war games in, in 86, 87. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so it's definitely you got to just keep things in perspective. Now I do have, yeah. I do have an inside scoop. Mm-hmm. I do know I'm 99% sure I know who Flair's opponent is going to be in this match. 99% sure, Chris, I know who's in who's involved in this. But right now, I'm not going to tell the listeners at home because I don't want to let it out of the bag just yet. But well, I'll, There's but, still that 1%. There's still that 1%. That one, there's 1%. I'm telling you, 1%. But I will tell you this, I am 99% sure I know who the opponent is going to be. Um, on my Facebook page, when when Flair first started talking, hey, I'm going to do this match. So I already knew at that point that Ricky Steamboat had been approached um, to do this match. I had I had spoke with somebody uh, that was that was very privy to all the details. Uh, when I was at uh, at a wrestling event a few weeks ago, uh, and he told me, "Hey, you know, a bit there's a big event about to happen, and it's going to be tremendous, and Ric Flair is going to make a return to the ring, and his opponent is going to be Ricky Steamboat." So I already knew that. So I went online and I kayfabed a little bit, but I'd see people talking about, it, you know, who's who's Flair's opponent going to be. And I said, it, the only person that can be is Ricky Steamboat. So him and Steamboat had the best matches. And at that point, Steamboat was was contemplating. You know, he, he'd already been approached, and they really believed that they had him signed, sealed, delivered, ready to do this match. Um, and then Steamboat um, decided not to do it. However, I do know who Steamboat's replacement is. I know for a fact who this guy is and i'm telling you chris i'm excited i i hope that that the person that that they have chosen uh i hope everything works out because i believe that these guys have enough history that it will really 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 sell tickets once they announce it but i will say this to my listeners at home if you tune in to the binge buster show next week i'm going to mm-hmm. give you the first hint of who Ric Flair's opponent at the 
uh, his last match is going to be. But you have to tune in next week for for my first hint. Uh, and I'm telling you, I, I have the inside scoop. I am not sitting here working you people. I'm telling you, I know who the opponent is. Uh, so next week I'll be giving some hints. So uh, well, I'm, I'm excited about that, Chris. Tony. Yeah, I'm excited too. You got me excited. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I've got several names in my head right now. I'm mm-hmm. not going to reveal any names. I at least have three worthy opponents that I think can fit into the, the picture. And who knows? I may even still be off. You never know. Yeah. But I'm, I'm te- I'll, I'll be looking forward to the, these, these hints and yes. revealing. But at the end of the day, this is going to be interesting over the next eight nine weeks, you know, how this plays out, how this is marketed, um, you know, and, and we'll see. And, and for the participants that are in this match, whoever the six may end up being and who is the referee that gets the nod for this match as, as well. Oh, I think I know who, the, I think I know who the referee, I think I already know who the referee is going to be too. Right. <laughs> Right, so he was a. And I'll give you. I will. I will tell y'all. I will tell you the referee. I won't tell you the referee, but I will give the referee hint this week. He okay. So everybody knows that this match is being promoted under Jim Crockett Promotions. So the referee for that match is going to be a Jim Crockett Promotion referee. Now you got to go back and do your math and figure out who that referee is. But I can tell you, it's going to be a Jim Crockett Promotions referee. So make sure that uh, – so that's that's my first hint of the Ric Flair show. Now, one other thing I, I do want to tell you that I heard also mm-hmm. is uh, in 1986, Ric Flair had this uh, – if you guys remember the robe that Ric Flair wore uh, at the Great American Bash – during the Great American Bash 86, it was a white robe with, like, purple butterflies on it. And it, had, mm-hmm. and it had like the big teardrop uh, sleeves, so um, so they are replicating that robe for him to wear at the um, at, at 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 this next match. So I'm excited. I I, th- I would I thought that maybe he might wear one of his original robes out, uh, but evidently uh, maybe all those robes are gone at this point because I I do know a few of his ex wives stole. Uh, stole a few of them, um, and, I, and of course I know a few of them have been sold, um, and of course. Um, you know, uh, several several collectors, uh, you know, have 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 some as well. So, uh, you know, it, it's out there. Uh, the robes are out there, but uh, but they are they are making a brand new one. But they're replicating uh, the but the the uh, white uh, or the white with the purple butterflies. They are replicating that robe for him to wear uh, at this event. So I'm excited, you know, just to see how that looks. Um, one thing I'm excited also to see is I'm hoping Flair still has uh, a few pair of his old boots because we know that he wouldn't be able to get a new pair uh, because Clifford Macias, who made all of Ric Flair's boots, has now passed away uh, and is no longer able to make boots. So hopefully Flair still has uh, a few pair of his old ones that he'll be able to wear those. Uh, getting getting some trunks from K&H, that, that could be an issue too. Um uh, because I have I have contacted them, uh, you know, because K&H makes all of my gear too, um, and uh, I wanted to get a pair of trunks, not with Ric Flair's initials, but I want to have my initials with the same um, the uh, same font as Ric Flair's. And she told me the lady that 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 she used to have do the um, the embroidering no longer does that. So I don't know. I'm excited to see what he does wear. Uh, and I'm really excited to see how this match plays out. But, uh, Chris, I'm telling you, it's going to be big. I, I know that. It's going to be big. It's going to be a lot of watchful eyes. And, um, yeah, <laughs> we're going to see. And, and it, it, it's going to be here before you know it. It's, uh, it's, it's just it's, it's going to be an interesting concept. And, uh, um, and it'll draw a lot of human interest. At the yeah, end of it, at the end of the uh, at the end of the day, it will. A, a lot of old school people will definitely be there, and 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 of course, new 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 school people will be there as well. Um, I I do believe it, it it'll be a big draw for all involved, and uh, I'm excited to see how it pans out. Well, fans, I think that's going to wrap up this week's show. Chris, you have anything before we leave tonight? Man, Tony, I'm excited. Great show tonight. We 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 really 
kind of talk the whole gamut and uh, happy Memorial Day weekend to everyone. We'll catch you back at the start of June here a week from now. And the first hint that you're going to give away to Rick Flair's opponent. Can't wait for a, a week from now. And uh, we'll circle back then, but uh, Hey, stay safe, have fun. And uh, summer's right around the corner. Okay, it's going to be great. Well, Chris, I hope you enjoy your your Memorial Day weekend. I am uh, after after we uh, end this podcast, I'm going to upload it, uh, and then I I'm going to get in the uh, family truckster, and we're going to be <laughs> heading down to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Uh, my wife, my son, and I, and uh, we're just going to I'm going to soak up some sun and work on my suntan so that at the next show I will be as tan as my friend George South. That's my goal. Uh, so uh, anyway, we uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that uh, to that little vacation. And uh, Chris, I, I hope I hope that you have a great time at the Coca Cola 600. That's going to be right here in our hometown of Charlotte, North mm-hmm. Carolina. Absolutely, Tony. Have a great time down the coast at the beach. Uh, soak it all in the seagulls, the warm water, and 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 the good food down there. And yes, NASCAR's in town in Charlotte this weekend. A little I even hear. Leonard Skinner's going to be there, Steve Miller Band, Florida, and who knows what else tricks they're going to pull out of their hat. But big Memorial Day weekend here for uh, NASCAR, which has been a tradition for many, many years here in the, in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. But, hey, going down to the beach is also a great alternative this time of the year, too. And uh, I know you'll have a great time and uh, see some sights. Yes, I'm excited. I can't wait. And uh, I'm, like I said, we're, we're in the middle of packing right now. And I said I, I got to get my podcast recorded before uh, tomorrow because mm-hmm. I'll be headed I'll be headed south. So uh, I'm glad we was able to knock that out. And, and like I said, Chris, hope you really have a great a great uh, vacation. Absolutely, looking forward to it. And hey, we'll circle back next week, and we'll be in the month of June and heading towards the, the the best time of year for me, the summer months. Yes, sir. Can't wait. Well, fans, you guys enjoy your Memorial Day weekend, and we'll see you next week. On the Binge Buster Show. Thank you for listening to the Binge Buster Show. Make sure you like us on Facebook and download us on your favorite podcast platform.